This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. Visit them on their social media pages for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. Got it. We're zooming, baby. We're zooming. Who's zooming who? I don't know. I'm the big spoon. I was about to show you something before we started. We can still do that. Yeah. Do you want to do that live or no? We cannot do that or what? We could. Where, where do you go to uh, to share uh, like a, a window? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't get. I'm very simplistic with this. Share screen. Host disabled participant screen sharing. You know what? You fucking bozo. That's not a that's not a forty. No, I didn't have time. Listen. Come on, no, we had a deal. Listen, I I didn't have time. I was helping Nick put a put up a dance floor. The I don't want to hear these excuses i no, didn't have time would you either. rather me go get the e and j and a coke that's even better the what the e and j and a coke i don't know what you're talking about that's because you don't know share screen i don't know why you can't see it or why you can't share it it's host <sighs> disabled you know what this is, this is making for bad. This is making for bad. You're going to do a lot of editing. I don't edit these. You nuts? I, I don't have the talent for that. I'm not a Joe Caviston. <laughs> well, you can say that again. <laughs> I don't have time <laughs> to be slicing and dicing these and adding his slow motion sound effects for all these dramatics. I don't have time for that. You don't have time for a lot. So what are you trying to show me? It's it's since I hadn't listened to the last podcast, I went and listened to it today, Which and one? I actually had uh, nowhere slow. Okay, and I have actually video of Kester when he got home from the emo night two weeks ago. Oh, oh, we gotta figure this out. Yeah, we, we do. Gotta, we gotta figure this out. He even gave me blessing to show it. Permission? Shit. It's pretty great. Um, 
I'm going to video settings. I'm going to accessibility. I'm going to all this. These things would be like. I, I don't know. Zoom is different. I don't know where to find that. Record video during screen sharing. Check. Yes. I don't. But I don't. Why is it? Why is it not allowing me to share? Full screen share share all windows from an application. I don't know what that means. When I share my screen in a meeting, show all sharing options automatically. Share desktop. When uh, I share, it's in, it's in advanced sharing options. Who can share? All participants. Where is it at? Advanced. Yeah. And what? what advanced thing? sharing options. Accessibility. Within the Zoom meeting, click the arrow next to share screen and okay. select advanced sharing options. Hold on. Click share screen. There's no. Uh, okay, okay. I think we're I think we're getting there. And there should be a thing that oh, yeah, says yeah. Uh, yes, yes, who can yes. share. All participants. Oh, here we go. Yep. All right, we're good who now. We can start sharing once. Okay. All right. This is this is gonna be good. I'm glad we did this. Thanks for uh, googling that. I can't believe you did not get a forty. I don't know if you watched the video I posted. I I I went to buy a forty for the first time in my probably twenty years. Oh yeah, and the selection—I don't know if it was the place that I went to, but the selection there was there was one. I was, Where did I you was, go? I went to like the the on Main Street in Pittston, a convenient. I thought, hey, this is this is a this is an area that you know might uh, do well with the forties. <laughs> oh, um, why would that be? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you got old English. This is the only one available. Old English eight hundred. <laughs> no, this is it's it's forty two. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, why did this for us? And then you screwed me. Forty-two hours. For um, it's it's not even glass anymore. It's plastic. Oh yeah, some of them are like that. Yeah. So you know what? I'm not a bozo like you. Yeah, here, I will. I'll, I'll take care of that. All right. What are we doing? Where are you? Where are you going? Making a run. Are you going to go to the store and get a forty? No, even better. Even better than a forty. What could be I'll, better than forty? I'll, I'll one up you from the from being around the way. This might be bad. This might yeah. be real bad. It could be definitely bad. Yeah. What do you got? What is that? E and J Smirnoff. Is that what this is? No, it's brandy. Bozo. I don't. Yeah, regular brandy. <laughs> The only brandy that I've ever had was blackberry brandy. Probably that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yes, that's the flavor brandy. But this is like real stuff, you know. Oh. Like cool this people is... drink. The last time I bought a forty was probably when I uh, was in college and played Edward Forty Hands. Yeah, legal, legit. Done. Duct tape. I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't done that personally, but I've been around that. This is terrible. It's the worst. I, I would have got Mickey's. Well, yeah. And if, if there were options available to me, what I should have done, I actually went to the nice convenient. The 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 one on Main Street in Pittston downtown is very nice. If you go down a little bit near where the, the Momo spa is, that's the one I should have gone to. Yeah. Well, you already know. Again, I didn't have a lot of time myself. Um, 
So I didn't Future have time. To be, I didn't have time to be stopping at multiple occasions, spending all this money. Guess how much this cost? That dollar uh, fifty. No, it's twenty twenty two, bro. Two fifty. Two fifty. No, it it may have been two seventy five. Yeah. All right. They used to be like a dollar fifty. Yeah. I used to play a game at a restaurant that sold like singles. I go there for lunch years ago, and you'd see people walk in, and we play a game called "What's He Drinking?" Because you could just tell, and and, you know they would just you know dart to the uh, refrigerator cases. They'd reach their hand in for the, the single, either the the 16 ounce pounder or, or 40 mm-hmm. or whatever you're, you know, whatever they're feeling. That was a fun game. This isn't, this isn't that bad. You, you do it, it as you go along. By the time you get to the end of it, it'll be horrible though. It'll be warm. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I used to, I had a beer once. We had, we had a bachelor party for my buddy. His name's Dave Mac. was at my house. I used to live in Pringle and, uh, we did a, a thing called grab bag. So you, you, you just, we just bought terrible, terrible beer. I couldn't even remember the name of the, the beer. It may have just been called ice. I, I it was in a blue can. I don't know what it was called. I forget, but you ice, buy just probably. a bunch of, bunch of shitty beer and then you buy some good ones, but you put them all in a cooler and then you put a trash bag across the top and you cut a hole in the center and you just, and you just you, luck of the draw. It's like that game on, uh, what do you call, uh, Price is Right. You put your hand in, you pull out, whatever. I used to love that game. I don't watch those those, those things. Price I mean, is I, Right is the best. Stop. Well, I, I mean, I worked during the day. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm at home at 11 o'clock watching The Price is Right. Well, it's actually on right now. If you don't, it's, There's a primetime one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know you work. I'm just busting. I would love to know the name of that beer, though. But this video, you got this video up? You got it ready? You, you want to see it? I, I, I mean, it, uh, we, we just dove right in. You didn't introduce me. You didn't do anything. I was well, like, who need, are I, we starting I, I the video? I didn't think you needed an, an introduction. DJ Hirsch, a uh, good friend of mine, the infamous DJ Hirsch, I should say. Wedding, uh, wedding. Uh, what do you call it? Pumper-upper. Uh, <laughs> not that right. Not, not Wedding that. DJ, the party DJ. I mean, when you want the party to start, you call DJ Hirsch. The pumper, the pumper upper. Pumper, yeah, yeah, I guess that's gonna stick. That's gonna stick. You watch. God, I hope not. That's, that's as good as this fucking forty. Dude, all right. So let's preface this a little bit. Yeah. This okay. Video. So, so right, real so, quick, real quick. What? Well, DJ Hirsch, all kidding aside. Yeah. Very well-known DJ in these parts of Northeastern Pennsylvania and beyond. You, you, you travel for weddings. I mean, you're very, uh, you're sought out uh, entertainer uh, for weddings to, and uh, you know, things of that nature. I mean, he is the, the DJ for Emo Nights with Joe Caviston, who we mentioned earlier. I mean, this guy, there's nothing he can't do. But we've got we've got a lot to get through tonight. We've got yeah. the take a shot segment brought to you by the V Spot Bar in Scranton, where we encourage fans of the podcast, fans of DJ Hirsch, to take their shot and ask questions. So we'll get into that too. But uh, today, today is I mean this this may not even release for another three or four weeks. To be honest with you, okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to backlog. My wife is due 
in about a week and a half. So I'm, I'm preparing for that. I want to be able to focus on my wife and my, my four and a half year old son and the newborn baby and not have to worry about recording podcasts, I'm trying to be a good dad, a good husband, things like that. So this will air when it airs, but today for uh, uh, a frame of reference today is June 29th. I just released episode 91 of the podcast today featuring nowhere slow. And we told a story about, uh, well, not a story about Matt Kester, but we were telling stories about, uh, you know, nowhere slow days and things that they've, they've been doing. And um, Ricky Gillette, he had a, a little mishap with a, a carpet, but uh, we have a, a video of Matt Kester. I saw a little clip of it online. He shared a little bit of it, I think. Yeah, there's two parts. Uh, there's two parts for emo night there's at the V spot in Scranton. Oh, he's and, not there. Oh, it's after. Oh, it's way after. Oh boy. Okay. Well, yeah. I saw the video from the V spot. I mean, I'll tell you what, the okay. V spot gets a lot of plugs on this podcast. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's, but you must let's be go. What, what, what okay. So yes. talk about it. So well. I didn't, I didn't even, uh, he, he, first of all, Matt had mentioned that, you know, he may be coming to emo night, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, I would probably see him because we were talking about some other things like the fair and whatnot. Um, you know, the, whatever that is, that medieval festival or whatever he's got going on. Uh, and he, it was like, I think it was around the second band. We had a couple opening bands that were, playing and he showed up um with his wife and he proceeded to make it very well known that he came because his wife wanted to check it out um and she was like excited to be there but it quickly turned into him having the greatest night of his life um and i saw him a few times throughout the night he was on stage he was jumping around like he was 12 years old um so then the next day he was uh kind of hurting and uh decided to share some video of him after he returned home so he took so his gonna, own video or his wife took the video of him it's actually the ring doorbell video <laughs> oh that's gonna be really good uh, and we do have permission to show this yeah do we have written consent Oh, look at it. It's not letting me do it. No, all this for nothing. Jesus. Wait. Well, let's see if I can't just share the, the, the uh, portion of the screen. This will be a little bit different. Okay. All right. Let's see. For anyone just listening, uh, this is available on YouTube. This is available on Facebook. We are watching. Right. Can, you, can you see this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this. <laughs> this is Matt. He, I think he let the dog out or something <laughs> he was he had oh, no. just returned home and oh. what oh no oh no does he fall asleep <laughs> oh no he fell asleep against his door he just he just called it quits he is out oh no he, does he fall Tell me he, he fall. was waiting for the dog rocky the dog okay really, okay <laughs> i thought he really fell asleep Oh, oh my goodness there's some great stuff there wow matt kester you are a gem incredible so people have a good time at these emo nights i guess 
the best time. The best time. Say. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I don't know how the two of you do it. I really don't. I, I don't. I'm not going to lie. I mean, look at you. Meaning, meaning what? Look at you. Who yeah. wants to pay the two of you? Who wants to pay Joe Caviston to jump on the stage? Well, that I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's well, I, incredible. It was confirmed today that he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I could talk all the shit I want to on Joe Caviston. I think you he'll should. never hear it. He'll never hear it. No, I mean, only like four other people hear it. All kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My mom. Me. <laughs> your wife probably no not even that the kid my wife me <laughs> me again mm-hmm. but uh no so there's emo nights i mean you guys started it what five years ago almost yeah. like i don't want to say as a joke but like kind of like hey let's try something yeah. and it just kind of blew up right yeah other other you know we're not the first one to do it right um and well, i'm not surprised by that but not the only ones to do it but uh for the area, yeah, nobody else really does what we do, and uh, you know, it it still surprises me today uh, how tell, well tell, they they're received. Tell tell the four listeners what emo night is if they don't know already. I think we'll have to tell them because I don't think any of them watch this. So, yeah, well, no, that's I'm going to inform the millions of people that don't yeah. already know. Okay, you yeah, tell the I story. You. I'm going to drink this old English. So it's basically a concert that we host, I guess, for the people that come. And, and it's more about them than anything. And they come and they, uh, we let them come on stage. We have microphones uh, hooked up for them to sing along. So they kind of like act like it's almost it's karaoke like, but more more of a party atmosphere. And uh, it's like, you know, it's, it's all about nostalgia and how... Uh, you know, hearing these old songs on a night, you know, you know, most of these, these, these people are, you know, in their early mid thirties and, uh, it's, uh, taking them back to a time when, uh, uh, things were different and they get to feel that way. Yeah. It's a very simple concept that, uh, you know, we figured out a very, uh, good equation and, uh, it's been working very well. Now, do you really hate emo music, or is that just kind of like this? Um, no facade. It's just yeah, uh, facade. No, I don't. You're hate just a grump. It. You're just you just hate. I everything. only hate. I only actually hate country music. That's about it. Okay. Um, I mean, it just wasn't my particular thing growing up. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't come from that kind of background. I mean, everybody knew the the, the you know the more pop uh pop punk songs and stuff like that like everybody knew blink 182 and you know the, the fallout boy and, and stuff like that it was more the the other stuff that i didn't even know of you know um that, that, that's all really that, that it was for me and you have a, a bunch of shows lined up for uh, the rest of the year right oh there's a ton yeah i think we have like six or seven yeah and that thing, the, over. the official name is Screaming Infidelities Emo Night. Yes. Yes. Stole that. Stole that from uh, Dashboard Confessional, I think. Right. Absolutely. You know that. <clears throat> what do you mean? Of course, I know that. How, how would you know that? 
Well, because we play the song. Oh, you listen to the songs too? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't just you don't just push play. No, no, that's not what happens. So you actually that's another, that's another part of it. Yeah, yeah. As much as I can. Did yeah, you know that I used to DJ? No, you didn't. I did. No. I swear to God. Where? When? <laughs> at Liam's, and I had two nights at oh. at the bar. You know what I called myself? You know what my name was? No. Take a guess. Take a guess. Johnny Weekender. No. DJ press play. Oh god. I didn't even know that was you. Yeah. That name That's... got out there? People knew about him? I think that was just something <laughs> people said. I don't know. I used to I used to, yeah. I I would literally like and I would load up uh the uh iTunes account and then if someone came up to me and wanted to hear a song, if I didn't have it, I would just buy it and play it. Wow, how nice of you. Yeah, right? How about it? Damn. Yeah. That's really something. It was really cool. Though. I mean, like, I uh, I have a lot of respect for DJs. I, I think sometimes uh, they can get a bad rap. They can be called, like, you know, like a jukebox or, you know, a Spotify, uh, a glorified Spotify list or whatever it might be. Like, I really, like, I, I, and I imagine you do this, too. Like, I when I, when I set up those nights, I would have a, a, a playlist already set. And I would literally come in, I would push play and, you know, kind of let it go. That's why I DJ press play. And I have no DJ talents whatsoever. But what I, I did, like, I try to keep, like, up to date on, like, the cool songs. And, like, I kind of knew, you know, the people would, that would be there at the, the bar that night. And I kind of selected songs based around that. And I kind of, like, started the night off, like, kind of mellow. And then it kind of, like, you know, picked up as the night went on. But, like... Talk about being a DJ. I mean, again, I think people have this like idea of like you know you guys just walk in and you hit play and uh, I mean I mean what's what's being a DJ? Honestly, that yeah that that sometimes that you will see a guy that does that you know, and that's why that term is around because some people do that. However, that's never been anything that I've been associated with, so um, I try to keep it. Uh, in a purest form as possible uh, whenever possible uh, like I said um, when you do the emo night there's only so much uh, you can do DJ wise because the people there are here to hear songs that they know and they want to hear them how they know them so there's not a whole lot of stuff you can do outside the box sometimes you can't you can't mix songs together you just have to wait for them to end um because there's things at the end of these songs that people want to hear they want to hear them all the way through most of the time and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that that's how it is for this kind of event but otherwise you know uh, if if you were to look up uh the, the i don't know the best djs there are and like actual real ones uh uh, that's what I try to put forth when I am playing. I don't know uh, if that came across right, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely not press play guy. <laughs> I'll have to bring that back when my kids get older. I'll, I'll be DJ press play again. But yeah, I mean, obviously for emo nights, you want to you, you want to 
play what people know. And I assume even that weddings to a degree is somewhat similar. I'm sure you have a little bit more creative freedom at times, but Uh um, when you are able to create, what does that look like? Uh, it's, it, I guess you would say seamless as possible. You want, you want to make sure everything flows together and these songs that, that are after, you know, one after another are, you know, like close to the same tempo and in the same key and all those other kind of musical things to make you, your ear not hurt or to be like, Oh, what happened there? Is it, it, the best way to put it is if nobody notices anything that you do sometimes, that's probably really good. And the ones that actually really notice will let you know that you did something good. Um, but it's it's all about making sure uh, you please the ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Do you have any DJs that you look up to? Oh, there's plenty. Yeah. Like who? Plenty. Do you, well, uh, there's, uh, I, I don't know how well most of them are known. That's okay. Most of them are like smaller name guys. You know, I have, I have, a, I have a friend that, uh, a, a few friends out of the Lancaster area, uh, that have been doing this stuff for a long time. DJ image, DJ edge, bigger, you know, more well-known guys like Jazzy Jeff and, uh, like, uh, Jeez, what other guys? Stevie uh, Oki? No, 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 no. Not a not a great DJ. No, really? Actual, no, not is, even. Is, no, is, you can't you can't name those EDM guys. They're not really doing uh, stuff that uh, like an open format person does that plays everything. They don't play everything. Oh, okay. you know. So I just, just don't hold them in the same in the same realm as these other guys. Okay. Yeah. They, they, people may people may think that they're they're good or they're talented, but is it, is it the marketing? Is that what it is? They're they're more well, all those guys. They have actual records. They produce songs. They're more I producers see. than they are I DJs, understand. and that comes with that. Yeah, yeah. What like, about, what about like, DJ Polly D? It's awful. The worst. What? Um, it's horrendous. Like you, you know, if you want to stay on the like the Stevie Oki thing, like uh, guys like like Little John and uh like uh Jermaine Dupree are they DJ now like now that the, their you know um production career has slowed down a little bit and they don't do so much they DJ more but that doesn't make them really good at what they do they they know the, technically what to do and what kind of things to play but they're not like it's amazingly talented DJs in the sense you know that can do all kinds of different things they have the fundamentals in the name is what they have. <clears throat> it's interesting. You say that DJ Poly D is not a good DJ. No, but, not I mean, the life. guy, <clears throat> I'm sure, you know, Jersey Shore helped, you know, boost him to the level he's at. If there was no Jersey Shore, there'd be no DJ Poly D. You don't think so? Not at all. No, oh, that's interesting. Have you met DJ no. Poly D? No. I feel like you, I th- I feel like you would have. No, I, I, I had opportunities, yeah. but I never met him, no. I wouldn't mind meeting Polly D. With the situation. That's, that's weird. All right, those characters. <laughs> you mentioned Nick before. 
I mean, Nick used to bring those characters to uh, the Coliseum back in the day. Uh, oh, yeah, a bunch of them. I don't know if Paulie B played there, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think I Snooki I was there so. once. Maybe. Uh... Yeah, and one of those other jabronis. <laughs> I think Ronnie. Ronnie. Ronnie yeah, probably. Yeah. I think but... Snooki cried outside on the curb for a little while. Nice. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I do like watching the Jersey Shore. I mean, I, I watched it when it came out in 2009. I've been watching it as it, you know, it continues. It's it's still on. It's still, you know, they have families now, and you know, I'm I'm you still I, watch. I still watch it. Yes, my wife and I oh. will watch. It's a guilty pleasure. But like for me, I like drama. Uh, but I like drama that's not mine. Okay. Okay. And, and of course, it's yeah. fun, right. It's all. It's all. You know, what's a plan? But it's all kind of orchestrated. I get that too. But it's like I said, it's a guilty pleasure. It's something I. I'll throw on when I want to unwind, but uh, I got you. I mean, as I, far like, as, I like Treehouse Masters. I like that show. What the hell is that? This is this weird guy that goes around the country building treehouses for people. That's sweet. What are you drinking now? E and J and Cherry Coke. Okay, I'm still really let down by the. I mean, I, I thought of all people, like you would have been all about the forty. I know, I mean, and I, I just, I mean, I just flaked on it. Look it's my fault. I mean, I thought I thought we were going to have like, like a bonding experience right now. Instead, I'm just eating shit. We bonded plenty. But, I mean, where, where do you get some of your... I mean, does a lot of it come naturally when you're listening to music and say you say, hey, I, I, can, I can mix that song with that song and you just kind of go and try it out? Or do you... I mean, yeah. I, I've tagged you a lot in, in many TikTok things. Um, I've, I've tagged you in videos that, you know, I mean, they're, you're not even close to their level of, um, <laughs> talent. So I'm trying to just do you a favor and, and tag you in them so you can kind of <laughs> learn a thing or two, but like, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you go to the internet? Do you, I mean, do you learn from other DJs and, and kind of like, Oh, that's I, watch, really- I watch videos and I, I listen to other guys mixes all the time. I like to hear what their, uh, Honestly, it's cool to hear guys from around the country do different things because different kinds of music are more popular in different areas. Um, so I was like, I like to keep up on that and hear what guys like maybe uh, in Atlanta do or guys in uh, Vegas do or LA or uh, Seattle and places like that all around the country because it's all different. There are there are songs that are huge in certain regions and we don't have never heard them. I was in Punta Cana 2005. Um, and we heard gasolina. Never heard of it. Like, you know, around well, I mean, you probably wouldn't hear. <sighs> Anyways, never heard. No, no one. It wasn't, it wasn't on the radio. It wasn't any like the mainstream here in our no. area in Northeastern. No, it's not mainstream. But like two, two years later, I feel like you started hearing it in the club. So yeah, it's like crazy how there's right. these different areas, like different songs hit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, I mean, that's, like, that's cool. And what do you think about music today? I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's always been kind of like, if you turn on a KRZ or a 97.1, like you'll hear that, that pop and that like R and B or that club kind of music. Oh, the, the local stations are, are, are really 
crazy these days. Well, no, no I'm not. I'm uh, not even just saying like local stations. I'm just saying like, I mean, they play like that music. It's almost like it's just like manufactured shit. It's like the Cardi B's, one hundred percent. And it's the stuff that they have to play. Well, they get paid to play that stuff. Right. Right. But like that's not and good it's stuff. So rete- no, it's terrible. It's so repetitive. I, I I talked to I was texting somebody the other day who's on air and I was like, if I hear this little Nas X song one more time, I'm gonna explode. And I'm like, nobody wants to hear that song. But you guys play it every twenty minutes. Every time I turn to. the station on, it's on. And literally nobody likes that song. <laughs> well, fun fact, I used to work in radio, right? And like I still don't know how or why this is the way it is, but they do music tests and they like do surveys as antiquated as that sounds. Um, But like, I mean, they're basically like, Oh, like survey says this person, they want to hear this song. Mm -hmm. I mean, how does it, how does it happen? I have no clue. I mean, mean, who who, who are they, who are they reaching out to do this? These surveys? we're, We're probably not the demo. No, Honestly, and, not, and, and even the demo is soccer moms, man. They like good enough. their their inner their inner twenty one year old. Like it's always there, right? They're dropping their kids off at school. They're like, man, yes. I could have been like, you know, twenty years ago I was at the club. If this was if this was a jam back, you know, when I was twenty. Like, you know, I don't know. That's what they're thinking. It's, it is 100%. really an <laughs> Oh, excuse me, an enigma to me. Easy. <laughs> How that kind of stuff becomes so repetitive, even mostly the ones that are just like, I've never had anyone ask me to play this song. Ever. Yeah. And you guys play it every 20 minutes. <laughs> what I think is crazy about music, just like, oh, there's a formula. And yeah. I think that goes into where how you can like take one song and kind of roll it into another because there is a formula that what makes it sound good versus what makes it like dog shit oh yeah oh yeah and there's a i i i read something a while ago that that there's a lot of pop and um the more pleasing uh stuff to the ear is something in like the c the c key there's a lot of stuff in 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 the c area I i think that's what it was uh so that's why a lot of pop music use that key because it's more pleasing to the ear. So there's, yeah, there's even, even, you know, more, you know, like uh, psychological stuff to it that yeah. people don't even realize almost, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. I forget it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but some of that music though, like the, the the WAP song and like that's like that to me like is just noise like that is the the, the two singers of that song I couldn't even tell you the names of them wait WAP or WAP 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 what is it uh, W A P yeah well how do you say it uh, wet ass I don't I, I, easy this is Jesus yeah but it, uh, uh, but it's not uh, because there's another song called the WAP and kids love it. And it's <laughs> totally in a different, in a different tempo and uh, vein, but it it's more of a party and uh, it's from years ago and it still goes over really well. Yeah, yeah. 
I uh, my kid wanted to listen to. I have Alexa in the car, and he said he wants to listen to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I told Alexa to. I told her to play. Uh, uh, the uh, you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja the Turtles. Not in the theme song. Just I just said the name of the the show or movie or whatever, and wow. it started playing this. Um, it's like a sound, not a soundtrack, but like an album. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was called "Coming Out of Their Their Shells" or "Our Shells," <laughs> and it's twelve songs. And like I had forgotten about this moment of my life where, um, and you're around my age, um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but the Kingston Armory actually held like a concert where the te- the, the the turtles came and they quote unquote performed songs no. in this album. But they were like, I mean, no as way. a kid, yeah, swear to God, as a kid. Um, you know, you thought they were like playing the guitar and like the drums and yeah. shit like that. But obviously, as a, a grown adult now, like there's not physically possible to do that <laughs> in these With giant, yeah, in <laughs> this giant outfit, right? <laughs> but like, I'm listening to these songs in the car. I'm like, wow, those are, these are actually like some. And it's, I think it came out in 1990, but like it was a lot of like 80s based like um, music. Uh, and it was just, it was it's so cool to kind of like listen to that now. And it was just a, a fun moment for me to kind of be like transported back in time. And I think it's amazing how music in general kind of can take you back to moments um, in your life and, and, and how you can really tie certain songs to certain moments in your life. And whether it's when you get married or, or, you know, a high school memory or whatever it might be, I think, uh, you know, music is very powerful in that aspect. Sure. Uh, let me ask you a question. Did you ever, did you ever listen to a song, maybe an older song, and you got goosebumps from it? I get goosebumps a lot, I, and that's my favorite thing in life. Almost from music. Yeah. Oh, great! Because it doesn't happen to a lot of people. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my most favorite things uh, in 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 life is when you hear a good song and you get those goosebumps and it's funny like i'm 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 nobody right i mean i think i have a good ear but i mean i have no power to you know hear a song and say hey like you belong on the radio or whatever but like guys in the scene around here in northeastern pennsylvania would like like guys like aaron brock who now is with breaking benjamin um you know when he was writing songs for panacea we would go out in his car after he played a show at the bar and it was like two thirty, three o'clock, and he'd like share with me songs that he was like working on, because for some reason he valued my opinion. And same with you know John Guido Phillips, and um, I, I think I have a good ear, but like when I get those goosebumps, I think that's like special for what it's worth. That's, for, that's for, like, oh yeah, for a guy like me. I mean, I'm, I'm it doesn't happen one. for no reason. Yeah, you know what I mean, so not everyone can feel that. No, some people never have that. Song special is what you're telling me yeah no i always knew that but you know that's what i hear <laughs> special special but i mean what got you into to, to wanting to be a dj i mean were you did you like really love music and it kind of like took you to that that uh that profession and that uh that lifestyle uh yeah uh it, it you know it started in high school i was uh, exposed to a lot of that stuff um uh, you know, growing up in the 90s, 
in the golden era of hip hop music. You know, some of the best albums of all time came out in that time. And uh, I just, it just hit, it just hit heavy. And I really dove uh, deep into that specifically at that time. And then um, from that, I believe, uh, pulled me into a whole realm of other stuff that was even older. Because at that time, you know, hip hop music was sample heavy. And, uh, you know, they, they used pieces of older songs that as time went on, I, you know, in high school, you don't really think about it. But when you as you get older, you look more into the substance of it. And um, you start looking at, uh, you know, the credits inside the CDs and see who did what, who was the producer. And it contains a sample or into Inter- interpolation of this song by this artist and you look them up and you look at all the original stuff that they done and what it, it, it it's like hip-hop music was like a, a, a crazy rabbit hole well it's so funny you say that because like when i was growing up when i was in junior high and high school like there were songs that i heard like um i couldn't know the name of the song but tupac um that's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. And that was a later one. Yeah, but like growing up, I didn't know that that was like, I thought that was him. Steve Winwood. Yeah. And I thought that was like Tupac. I mean, this is fucking great. I believe, right? I think so, yeah. And then there was like a P. Diddy song when he kind of started his, like, you know, P. Diddy and the family. Like he had a song. Even. Most of those were sampled. Right. But I didn't, I, as a young kid, like I didn't know that because I wasn't right. familiar with that, that, that music. So sorry to cut you off. I just thought that was really interesting that you mentioned that because like, oh, I yeah. just remember being like that and being like, it's really cool. Like that he, that he's doing this. I'm like, it wasn't even him. He was just sampling it. Uh huh. I mean, all that, the, yeah, you said P. Diddy. He was like, uh, one of the Kings of using the more known tracks to sample like big hits from, you know, he even said it, you know, take hits from the eighties, but does it sound so crazy? in a line and yeah that's what he did i think he took a song from uh there's a time the rocky the rocky soundtrack or something I uh, that victory. Was yeah victory, victory yes yeah. yes which i was a great song in my mind yeah. i think it's still a great song even though like, yeah. i, I mean you know, sample it, but more money more problems yeah uh, you know all, all, all of it almost every song during that time that whole album i think like uh what is it? Uh, shit. There's one that's person to person average white band from that album that he sampled. Like what I, I like when I was listening to that, that was 97. When I listened to that, I had no clue about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, come on like, average white band. Who, what, what teenager would know what that the hell that was? Yeah. Yeah. But go on about, you know, you like, you know, getting into like, this you know being a dj like i started to cut you off i just thought that was like interesting that you said that oh yeah absolutely and you know it it, that led me to learn about all that older music which i think is a detriment to what is going on today because that doesn't happen much anymore you don't hear those songs with those samples and um kids don't decide to learn about the older stuff and where things may have come from or originated or why it is the way it is. A lot of this stuff is just 
programmed in a computer now and it's not very it's not very creative in a sense that it's reusing something in a new and uh you know exciting way it's sometimes it's just very lazily done now and uh like oh we could do this and then just put a little tip tap tip tap here and then you know oh that's cool it's not even it's not clever is the thing it's blatant could there be two sides of that though because i mean if you like think about if like you're sampling a song like are you paying respect to that artist by doing that or is it like oh you're not creative enough to do something for yourself so you need help from this artist all right let me let me let me give it to you this way give it to me here's here's the real answer to that question is that in the early days of hip-hop no one knew how to make the music these people in 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 new york city in the late 70s and early 80s they had no idea how to make this, these songs you know what i mean so they took pieces of songs that they did know and used them to make something new in a way that they figured out now you can make anything on a computer without even trying you know it'll do it for you you're like oh i need a i need a 4/4 beat at this tempo you push a button and it'll put it right in for you you don't even have to push more than one button. Hmm. But back then, you had to literally figure it out and say, oh, all right, well, a piece of this record has only drums. And I like this drum, the way this drum sounds. So we'll put this drum, and then we'll take another part of a song. Because even then, they didn't have instruments. They didn't have a way to create the music you know, in any, you know, traditional way. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's pretty much the story of how hip hop started is using what you had to make something new. Right. And different. And like, it's, it's great if you, if you have a, somebody to make a drum, okay. Who, but who's going to record that drum? Right. You know, if you bought this box that had the pads on it, you push the button uh, and you could re- record this, five second um piece of drums and then play it over and over and over again and then put this other melody on top of it boom here we go we got a new song that didn't exist before right and it just a new way it's interesting how we evolve and and things get different and that technology gets I don't better. I don't I don't believe it's evolution I believe it's de-evolution okay that's I fair. mean how do you how do you get that's fair how do you get better by making something easier true but I mean if it's not hard how are you progressing but I mean what if we never you're not created the wheel though I mean like should we just have kept dragging that fucking square square along like <laughs> what we, you're making something easier by creating the wheel right okay you're making something what I'm saying is like you're you're making something easier so like what's I mean I, I understand what you're saying but also 
we okay. are smart and we try to like make things easier, like like create the wheel to like pull something heavy more easily, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's, it's not. It's maybe not, doesn't relate. It's not maybe doesn't insane, relate. But... Maybe doesn't relate. Right. Right. Whatever. I understand. What you're right. saying. I understand what you're you saying. You want to take it. You want to take the back <laughs> to the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like, we we. I mean, our goal, like, no, that's not. I shouldn't say it's our. I understand what you're saying. You know, we should make things hard. Things should be hard because we learn from things that are hard. We. I'm. We I'm a firm from, believer. I understand. Yes, you grow from from pain. Pain makes it better. Well, there's a, there's a saying like, and I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm not even gonna try and say it, but it's like oh, basically like, you know, tough men make or hard times make tough men. Tough men make easier times. Easier times make soft men. Soft men make hard times. Right. Kind of like this yeah. circle. Like. Sure. So I understand what you're saying. I just like, but I was just trying to throw it back at you. Like, well, what if we just like, oh, well, let's just keep doing this because like, let's do this thing harder because. It'll make us stronger because we have to pull it more as opposed to right. creating the wheel to make our lives easier. That's what I'm getting at. Like, so like, we, I, how do we? It, it, yeah, but it, it became easier, but it, did it become better? Well, I mean, <laughs> we can get into a whole different discussion. Right, right. It's yeah, very I mean, philosophical. That, I, I, got, I got a lot of issues with that. Like, I'm a firm believer. If, like, when, when, when a guy has asked me, Younger guys ask me, like, I want to get into DJ and I want to do, I want to learn. I want to this. What should I do? And I, I, one of the, one of the first things I tell them is I was like, first of all, you should learn the basics on the worst piece of equipment you can find. The, 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 the least evolved piece of equipment you can find, because if you can do it well with that, everything else will become cake. Sure. That makes sense. So I'm like, if like, if it were me telling a kid, get turntables and records and learn how to do it with your ears before you look at a computer screen with the lines and the, you, you can see what, what lines up and how the beats match and all this. You don't want to do that. You mm. want to learn by listening because that's what it's all about first. You want to learn on the least common denominator. Whatever is the, the the hardest way to learn should be the way you start. I can agree with that. Okay. To an extent. For sure. Especially in, you know, the life of a DJ. For sure. That makes, I mean, 100% sense. Don't get me wrong. But I have like... <laughs> So you, um, you know, my kid's four and a half and, and he's, he's playing T-ball and, and, but I have, I'm friends with parents who have older kids and, um, you know, playing sports and maybe you can relate to this as, as, I mean, you're a father and, um, but like when we grew up, we, you know, the coach pulled out uh, a bat bag full of bats and full of five helmets and that's what we had. And you would make do like if the, the bat that, that was in the bag was too heavy for you, you would choke up like, and you worked and you worked with what you had. 
now every kid has their own bat, mm-hmm. their own helmet. They play the same sport year round. They do travel ball and they have like they have like coaches outside of like um you know the leagues that they're in. You know, it's it's so it's like, do you same say thing. right, but do you say, hey, like Jimmy, like here's this heavy, here's this bat that's too heavy for you. Learn how to deal with it. Or do we Yes. Do we but do we or do we give you a piece of equipment that makes more sense for you, is more tailored to you, and you get better with something that makes because eventually when you get uh, to the next level, you're gonna have that tailor you know that something that's tailored to you. Right. But if if you start out with the harder way, I agree. Everything else will be I, easier. I yeah. agree. It's like if you went outside with a stick, a, a, a handle from a broom, and, and tried to hit a ball with that, right? If you kept doing that, you know, hitting yeah. a hitting a ball with a why do you think the bat, Cubans are so good at baseball? I I understand because that's all they have, but it's all but it's all crazy. Like, what are we doing? And how? Like, we're making it worse. Is what we're doing? Are we though? Are yes. we? Yeah. I mean, I I. I I agree, and I also you're like fall, you're falling into the trap. I don't know. You don't really know. are. I don't know. I don't know. But wait, wait, you are. I don't know if I'm falling into the trap. No, it's because that's what everybody else is doing. That's the problem. It's our fault. Yeah, it's our own fault. It's what everybody else is doing. And I, I, you know, I, I'm guilty of it too. Trust that's me. What, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to do it. I, I'm mad about doing it, but right. I do it. But and you I make do sure it. I, I make sure it's known that I'm not happy about it. Well, here's the thing. I, I I say this a lot. I remember before my son was even born, I was driving down Main Street in Pittston, and there was like it was like three weeks before Halloween. Trunk or treat here, trunk or treat there. Ugh. These fucking kids are, are trick or treating for four weeks before the day no. of Halloween. Back in no. our day, we had one day. If it rained, you were still out there. If it snowed, you're still out there. If you, know, yep. you had one day, and that was it. But what I'm saying is. We, but now it's like, well, I don't want if you, if you're in a class with ten kids and everyone else is doing this trunk or treats. Do, do I say to my son like, no, no, you can't do that, even though you, everybody you else can. Is. You, can, you can, but then you're an asshole. No, it, it. Listen, here, like we're going, we're going way outside the realm. But I'm gonna tell you this: if you look at the guys that are in charge of all this stuff, like, let's let's take the the technology guys. Like and you want to look at like Zuckerberg and this guy and that guy and whatever, whoever, they don't let their kids have an iPhone. They don't let their kids have this, that, and the other thing because they know it's bad, and they are not allowing it. Right? That's an extreme, you know. Um, I okay. What do you call? It? But it that they do that, they do that, and they can afford to do that because right. who who's gonna mess with them? But everybody else is stuck in the pipeline, stuck in the system. So and I'm trying, doing- as much as you try to resist the system, you're still a part of it. You have to, you, you will be called the asshole. You will be called that guy, that dad's a jerk or this, he doesn't let his kid have that, or, you know, the, the, this, that, the other thing. But I mean, you can, re- you can resist. You just have to be you willing can. to accept the consequences. What are, and what are the consequences? 
like I said, you'll get called the asshole. Yeah. Or, or your my dad, you. my my dad is like doesn't allow that, and they're like, "What is he? Some kind of weirdo?" And like this and that. Well, maybe he is. Maybe he doesn't believe that it's real or it's helping. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to navigate. Just like, yeah, it's just like when you were a kid and you you thought you knew everything, and your parents were stuck were were some jabronis. Right. It's no different. It's just a different different time where with different con- different um, consequences or uh, variables. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard being a yeah. parent. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's cool, but it's 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 fucked up. I mean, we grew up without the the social media. I mean. Which was nice, I think. I mean, that, that was amazing. My kid will know nothing, you know. We'll never be in a world without it, right? Right. I, I'm hoping. So Dunkin' Donuts um, has their their app has been down. Talk about problems, right? When? Well, I mean, maybe it wasn't just, down today. No, a certain location, certain location. Okay. Pittston. Oh, a, a lot of stuff happened in Pittston. Pittston is. <laughs> but. Blueberry so Hills not sound so good. The app, the app has been down for three days now, and I wonder how much money they're losing because, like, I, what I do is I drop the kid off at daycare, I schedule the, the the coffee to be made, so it's ready for me when I get there. I can't right. do that now, right? It's funny because I had a free coffee today. And on Monday, on, on Monday, I'm like, is this going to be fixed soon? Because I got a free coffee coming up. I was going to use it today and expires on Wednesday. What what what, what do you do here? Wednesday. Yeah, oh, free coffee. He's got to go somewhere else. So uh, they're like, "Oh, well, we the guys coming today. We'll have a fix." I'm like, "Of course you're gonna have a fix." You asked them if the app was gonna be fixed. <laughs> what? I mean, well, she's like, "I'll take care." of it. I said, "I listen. I'm gonna be she okay." Didn't know. I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay, even if you don't." I guess not. I'm just <laughs> I'm just curious. And uh, so the guy's coming. I'm like, yeah, of course he's coming today because it's your your Dunkin' Donuts. You can't afford like to be cash only. Who has oh, cash these can't. days? Right? They can't afford it. Trust me. Well, they can, but I'm, I wonder how much money they lost. You know, it'll be a little bit. You know. Yeah. But yeah, but what I'm getting at is, I wouldn't mind for like just the 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 whole system to crash. Everything. Oh, be amazing. It'd probably be let, really hard. Let let I'm telling you, one of the greatest things. <laughs> It's crazy. Let the Russians drop that EMP somewhere and <laughs> everything go black. I would like. Are you ready? Wow. I mean, yeah, of course. You have cash on hand? Everything. You got food? Everything's everything. ready? Everything. See, I'm not ready for that. I thought about I started thinking about it today because I was thinking about the whole Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, man, you know what? What if like everything just like shuts off? Yeah. It'd be amazing and terrible. I'd be you in would, trouble. People would lose their minds. I have, I have, I have very little cash on hand. And, and I'm, I was thinking, like, I'm like, here's I really, the other thing. Cash ain't even going to matter. What do you do? It's not going to matter. Steal it? No. It, like, if, if things go really bad, cash don't matter. It's what, it's the things that you have on hand, not the cash. Like guns? No. It could be anything. Anything like oh, what happens if you, you like know a spear? Anything it could be anything. Don't let's go somewhere else. <laughs> you mentioned these young kids and the music they're into. I, I, I don't understand how it works. You're like a 
45-year-old DJ playing to college kids. How does that work? I mean, what, college kids are a little different. Yeah. So yeah. what does that you, world look you're like? You're going to need to know. You're going to need to know the 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 most popular 20 songs there is right you're gonna so need how that do, how what? do you do that i mean what do you what do you follow a playlist on spotify because I, uh, I know i know you're not you a know, li- you're, it'll, there's a little bit on the radio a-, a lot of times i look at billboard okay because that's because a, country, have- a countrywide thing um so there's that but there's more there's more to it than just that um by the way, is that is that uh, a, behind you? Is is that a Steam Time Music Award on, on the shelf there? What? Behind you is that a Steam Time Music Award? Oh, there's several. There's several. Oh, because I have some. I have some back here too. Just so you know. I'm an award winning. You are in the dark. I'm an award winning podcaster. I'm an award winning radio host. I've won. I've won more awards than anybody in the history of this valley. So anyway, that's because you sleep with Joe Capistan. But um, <clears throat> all right. Any, uh, what were we just talking about? How you figure out what songs oh, you yeah, play yeah. For, the, yeah. for the younger you generation. Really need, you don't really need to know more than uh, the, the, the most popular 20 that are that are new. The other ones for college kids, you want to know what, was, what were the hits 8 to 10 years ago. Okay. That's the real, that's the real stuff. Wanna, that's what they want to hear when they're out boozing. Party, yeah, they want to know because that was good when they were in high school. That was good when they were just about to go to high school, and those are that's it right there. Eight to ten years ago for a college junior. Okay, that's a because good perspective because uh, you know freshman and sophomore can't go out yet. So when you're out and you're like, oh my god, like right now it's 2022, so 2012 was um like just it was just kind of near the almost near the end of like more the edm stuff and that was all up tempo like club type tracks so anything from that era is going to be really big for that crowd okay it's interesting because i didn't think about that i thought like they want to hear what's what's popular now but you're right they would want to hear what was popular and, and I've I've noticed that you, you would rather play the newer the newest popular tracks early in a night, and then once they've had a few drinks, then hit them with the old stuff, and they're like, "Oh my god, I love this song!" Blah, blah, blah. Singing. Yep, they know all the dancing, words. Yeah, and, and even if they don't know the words, they know the words. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another subcategory of stuff that only the college kids know which may never be on radio and which may and stuff that nobody has ever heard before there are there are some songs that have never hit the radio anywhere that the college kids pull out from either youtube or that somebody made somewhere and it just resonates with them and they they pick up on it and they ask for it and I've found it and it just is just crazy. I see a lot of like music get popular and hot on TikTok. Yeah. And oh, they're going to shut that down too. 
TikTok? Yeah. Are they though? The admin did their did their investigation or they're recommending it be shut down. Are you sure? Yeah. That'd be pretty it was, I saw the news today. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the I guy in the FCC or something like that. I forget who the guy was. For what reason? Uh, privacy. They're sharing. The, uh, of course, they're they're taking the data. The, the Chinese are taking the data and they're using it like they're not supposed to. Hmm. That's interesting. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, why wouldn't they? So I should get off they, that? Yeah, I would never touch that. See, I thought the same thing. I was on it. I deleted it. I'm like, well, of all, <laughs> of all the stuff that had gone on with the previous administration, that was one bright spot. That was a bad move, and he tried to do it, and then they were like, eh, we don't know, but it was a good call. So I should delete TikTok. But yeah, as of right now, I mean, you'll you'll see a lot of music become popular on TikTok and they're not even like full like length songs right now. They, they, they could be like a minute. No. And it could be an old song that nobody even cared about before that takes off. But they paid somebody to make a video and then that video got copied and somebody made their own version of that video and they just use the same song mm-hmm. and now that song is crazy again. It's like this one this one song uh I said it before uh it was a, a a beat nut song. It was a '90s hip hop song. Sacabo. It's like the end is what it is in like Spanish, but it's all over in every video now. Really? And bef- in the '90s, it, we like DJs knew it and hip hop people knew it. It was never on the radio here. Might have been on the radio in like New York because that's where they're from. But it was decent. But it was not like a top ten. It was a great song. I loved it. But now it's in all these videos and it's from the nineties. And it's like none of these kids who don't know who the beat nuts are. Well, think about that song by, uh, I don't know her name, but um, it's in stranger things. Oh yeah. Run up the hill. Huge song. Yeah. I think she's, I think she's making, I heard be on the charts now, but I heard different. Yeah. I heard different uh, numbers, but, I heard a number between five hundred and a million, five hundred thousand and a million a week on royalties. Maybe Can you imagine that. It's great. I saw a funny, right? uh, yeah, I saw a funny uh, meme on the internet, and it was like something from, uh, I think it was Back to the Future. But it was like, oh, you might not like the song now, but your kids will. Yeah, your kids are gonna love it. Kids are gonna love it. Yeah, yeah it's Johnny be good. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Johnny, be good. You're not ready for this yet. No, not. Right. <laughs> so, DJing in clubs, DJing for you know, parties, like, how did you get into weddings? Was that just an Ooh. evolution? Was that just like a, a natural step in the. The life of uh, I never, I never wanted to do it. It was never a thought in my mind, but somebody proposed it to me years ago, who I'd rather not name. Uh, but it was proposed to me, and then I started with it. And as I kept going, uh, I became more comfortable. And I figured out that if I can adapt 
what I was already doing to that kind of diverse crowd, I would be one of one of one in Northeast PA that was doing that at that time. And that's oh, how it so worked you're out. A trailblazer for oh, from around here, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody from the club or bar scene that was an actual DJ was doing weddings. Fifteen, uh, I don't know, ten years ago. You know, did you think people saw you uh, and considered you a sellout? Um, I'm sure somebody did. Yeah, but. Once you'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm getting paid five times as much to do a wedding that you're doing this bar for. Right. Then the tune changes. Sure. You're like, oh, ooh, maybe that's not such a bad idea. No pun intended. And now all kinds of guys do that all over the place. Well, sure. Do you think you got any flack, you know, um, when the recession hit in 2008? ish nine ish when the djs started becoming the main entertainment at bars and then yes kind of, and was, there was a lot of resentment yeah from the bands yeah initially and i'm sure there still is um from that point from that point i mean uh and it was honestly probably because of guys like me that actually knew what they were doing and not the typical, you know, wedding DJ that we could actually do a really good job at this and we wouldn't be stuck to a certain playlist. Right. You know, cause it's not easy for a band to do a wedding and uh, hit all those, all those different areas. That's just funny how like that, like something like that could change the dynamic and change the entertainment scene. Oh yeah. Like that it just, it's just wild. And for anyone like listening that, that doesn't understand or know, um, you know, when the recession hit like, before that, you know, bands in the bar scene and bands and clubs were very popular, but you're paying a band, a, a, a price, and their and their their price is based on the the length of time they're playing, the amount of guys in the band, um, and it could be significantly greater than paying one person. It like still a DJ. is, yeah, still is. But mm-hmm. you know, they started, you know, you know, looking at their expenses and saying, okay, well, I can't afford a five piece full band mm-hmm. playing cover songs, but I can afford a, one guy who's playing those same songs. You know, note for note, <laughs> the actual songs, you know, uh, for half the price. So, so it's like, it's just crazy. Oh, try a quarter of the price. Sometimes. Well, I, I was and, and if we're talking about actual wedding guys that were doing it before, probably a, a sixth of the price. They're press and play. You want to go down to it. Yeah. That's what I mean. I was doing it for free drinks. Overpaid. Maybe a hundred bucks. Overpaid. Oh, sure, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not denying that. (laughs) I'm not denying that at all. But I mean, like one thing, and and I've I've done one wedding with you. You uh, kindly asked me to to do another one with you uh, this year. Um, I mean, 
I think weddings are like, even as a guest for me, I mean, I, I'm married and I, that was the greatest day of my life. Right. Um, not because the, of the DJ I had there who I won't mention DJ Hirsch. <laughs> no, you were a great, great, uh, great DJ for the, the day. Sandstorm. Sandstorm. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for me. I actually got a text from someone the other day saying, Hey, I'm at this event and Sandstorm is playing. <laughs> People just know me like, as the guy who loves Sandstorm. But, um, what was I saying? Oh, it was weddings. Like yeah. for me as a guest. And then, and then the one that I, oh, the one that I did with you was very fucking weird. That was the most was. bizarre. I mean, I didn't it know was. what to expect because I, it was my first time. But um, no, that was definitely an outlier. That was a weird day. Oh. But um, uh, as someone who's been in a lot of weddings and, and a guest at a lot of weddings, what a great day. I mean, like, that's the happiest moment of, of some people's lives, right? Whether it's the bride and groom or the... the um, father of the bride or the mother of the groom or whatever it might be like the room is just filled with just this this energy and this this amount of love and happiness i mean do you do you kind of feed off that is i mean our weddings is fun for you to be a part of like is it would be for a guest or is that stressful because you're like oh man i gotta make sure like these songs hit i gotta make sure that they're having a good time and if they're not what am i gonna do like What's that like? It's for me, it's more or less the latter. Um, you do get the energy. You do get the energy. You do feel what everything is going on. Uh, but me personally, I'm worried about how good a time the bride and groom are having and making sure first and foremost, first and foremost, they're happy. And then, also how everybody else is feeling uh you know like i said they're 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 paying a lot of money for that day and that's pressure you don't want to have a bad day right like sometimes it's it's unavoidable it's the guests it's something at the venue it's some other you know variable that you could never account for, you know, um, there's so many different things that can go wrong and I've seen a lot of them and, you know, you're just hoping that a, you have good, good, a good crowd that wants to have fun. You know, as long as there's a good, the people there want to have fun, it'll be a good night. You know, sometimes there's people there that go there because they were invited and they want to eat the dinner and they want to go home. It, it happens. There's a certain percentage at every single wedding where that happens, but you're trying to maximize every moment of that. And you really want it to go well. Some guys don't like, Hey, I'm getting paid. People don't want to dance uh, whatever. I don't feel like that. I will do everything I can to make sure that works out in the best possible way like i it it hurts me if it's not going well like some people have just don't care whatever like if it's not if there's not a good party i don't feel good yeah 
and there's kinda sometimes how, you can't avoid it. <laughs> that's kind of how it was when that wedding we did. It's like it hey, was we want to we want to do the bouquet toss. Like let's 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 go and yeah. yeah. Somebody <laughs> was out in the field somewhere. I don't know where did they go. We we you know like I, I don't know. Oh, what a, what a, I've done I've done weddings where the bride was an hour late. Yeah. Like where where is she at? I was gonna ask we you what know. is what is the craziest like experience you've had at a wedding, whether it be you know the bride being late or just like um you know someone yelling at you or what whatever it might be. Oh, there's been a couple. Like there was <laughs> there was one this this spring on a real hot day where the bride just did not feel good because it was so hot. And I was ready to get things going and do introductions. It was like the bride went and laid, had to lay down because she did not feel good. I'm like, oh, okay. And it was a small wedding in a small venue with a cash bar. And I was like, oh, boy, how is this going to go? Right. And it ended up going as good as it could have. But you're like, oh, what is this is this is not looking good. You know, uh, there's other ones where, you know, people, you know, are there and they're like, want you to do certain things and like, oh, play this old kind of music or this kind of thing. And they're like, well, the bridegroom don't want that kind of thing. And they get like, man, we didn't have a great time in that wedding. You did. And like, well, it wasn't for you, you know, right. like. Stuff like that happens, you know, there's no way to get around it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there was, like I said, there was weddings where we couldn't even start the ceremony because the bride is 45 minutes hour late. Like what happened? Well, we don't know. She was like trying to get something or this thing, somebody didn't show up or I don't know. So everything gets pushed back. Like you just have to figure it out. I remember there's this time you text me. You're like, what do you know about this girl? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I think she's getting married soon. You're like, yeah, I'm doing the wedding. And like, she just kind of ghosted me. <laughs> that, wedding never went, that wedding never went through. She, I think she's married now, but somebody else. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's weird. What yeah, is it weird? It, too? It, I mean, like relationships yeah. in general are weird. But there's uh, there's been weddings that I've done, you know, and then two, three layers, you know, they got divorced. Hey, part of life. I mean, what happens, man? What? uh, I mean, through COVID, obviously, I I don't want to talk about too much because I feel like we're finally past it. But I mean, like, how did your life change and how 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 did that affect your your income and your jobs and all that kind of stuff? Like, how did how did COVID affect weddings? Well, it created a huge backlog. Um, pretty much for me, it was cancellations and reschedules, which were hard. Um, the cancellations are one thing because you're only losing money once. A reschedule would mean you didn't get to do the wedding this year. So we're doing it next year and then you can't take another one next year. So you lose, you kind of lose almost double. Right. You know what I mean? Almost. Not really, but kind of, yeah. 
Kind of, because so you, you would have been paid in 2020, and then you would have booked that date again in 2021 or 2022. Right. But now the, the date from 2020 is now in 2022 or whatever the right. case might be. And yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the bigger issue. I mean, it was like, oh, we're not, we're not going to do it. We're just going to go to the courthouse or whatever. Okay, cool. Like, and fortunately, I had less total cancellations. Where, and another thing was, it was in a situation where, you know, I didn't have to refund a whole lot of people, even though I, I some people were like, all right, well, well we paid the whole thing early, but it's not going to happen. And then, you know, you, you refund and you try to do everything you can because it's, a, you know, once in however a millennium, I guess, situation. Let's hope. Yeah. So you do whatever you can to make things right, you know, morally, right, or, or ethically, however you want to want to state it. Both, but, yeah. Uh, and then you're like, okay, you know, it, this is unprecedented. Let's deal with it. You know. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, there was fewer cancellations than there were reschedules. I, I guess fortunately for couples. Right. Unfortunately for me, so. Like 2021 was kind of rough where we started coming back and shit got squished in however it could. So there was weddings on Fridays, there's weddings on Sundays and it just got, you know, compressed. But now everything's kind of catching up. Yeah. I heard of weddings like on Mondays now too. Like, it's yeah. funny how a pandemic, it's not funny. It's, it's amazing how a, a pandemic and things like this like can change and alter like traditions almost. Like traditionally weddings are from, you know, uh, April through October. Now, uh, you know, and it's like, you know, Friday to Sunday or, or Friday and Saturday. Now it's okay. We're going to inch into Sundays and maybe even Mondays. I don't know. Like it's, it, that could be weird, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was I definitely. I don't envy you. I mean, yeah, trying to juggle that, and uh, it's, right. it's obviously a substantial amount of income for me. I mean, you have a full time job. But, I mean, um, you know, a wedding DJ or a club DJ is definitely not um, something you scoff at. It's it's part of your life. It's part of who you are. It's part of you know your income. And yeah, I can't imagine um, you know the entertainment industry as a whole just kind of got crushed. It's, Ooh, so bad. Yeah, fortunately, there you know, yeah, uh, I was able to get some assistance. That's good from you know a couple co- a couple programs, so it wasn't super detrimental to me or income income wise. You know what I mean? But you know, uh, the other thing was you know um, sometimes those reschedules happen on a date that you already had something. Mm-hmm. So that I ran into that a few times where it was like, well, we're our, our date, we we're, we have a new date and it's this day. I'm like, well, I already have something that date. Yeah. Um, I can't do it and cancel on them because that was their date. Can I help you find somebody else or, you know, do you have an option for something, a different date other than that? Right. Uh, and that happened a few times where, you know, all right, yo, well, we have a backup day of this. Can you do that? I'm like, either yeah or no. So 
there was so many different scenarios. Yeah. That's where the beat text come through. <laughs> Beattext.com. Oh yeah. Is that still a thing? Oh yeah, it's there. Of course. I don't yeah. it's 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 staying there. I probably need to put up some new some new information, new content, but you know, it's still there. Good. Um Good. yeah. Well, it's getting pretty late. I don't want to keep you up too late. I know you have uh you know work in the morning. I don't want to make it too groggy. But um do you mind if we get into the take a shot segment? Let's do it. Let's Brought go. to you by the V Spot Bar in Scranton. I didn't have a lot of questions to ask you, but I had a couple. I had a few Phew. people that needed some answers to some questions. Oh, uh, I bet I know who they are. I won't uh, say the person's name. You can. I'll, I'll, he may have been brought up earlier tonight. Okay. He said, what's it like to be the backing band for Joe Cavist? <laughs> He's heard that Joe is very demanding. In addition to that, what are the rehearsals like? And finally, does he share any of the deli tray in the green room before the performance? Okay, let's start from the beginning. The backing band is bizarre. That's the word I would use. Because I'm the talented one. (laughs) And it just seems like people are more interested with him. You know, That's he's more or less he more he's more or less the Murphy Lee to my <laughs> Nelly. It's weird. Do you guys ever fight over this? Like, I mean, like, hey, guy, fight much attention. Like, I'm what the talent need, here. You're not. What do I need attention for? Mm-hmm. I'm the good looking one. Sure, you're both ugly. What was the second part? Yeah, he two, said three that parts he, of that. Yeah, he heard that he's very that Joe is very demanding. And what are the rehearsals like? A, I don't ever need to rehearse because I'm amazing. <laughs> Joe always eats everything on a deli tray. That's how you stay so skinny, right? It's yeah. It's I'm like oh here you take all the pastrami. Take the pastrami. Yeah. Joe Caviston asks. He just he just asks. Why? Just why? Why? Because, why? I, because I like you. I said, oh, my, I said, dude, you can do better than that. And he said, let me have my coffee first. I'll send you some zingers. Joe Cavis sends zero zingers. I was like, this is all you got? Yeah, of course. This of course. It. Typical, like even, not even last minute. <laughs> At least you didn't butcher your name. What? At least he didn't butcher your name. Oh well, you know he has no choice. The one, the one thing I love about Joe Caston, it's almost like watching a TV, like a comedy episode of, of him. So, Joe, as much as we we were busting on Joe tonight, Joe uh, is an integral part of the NEPA uh, music scene. Um, in addition to the emo nights with Hirsch, Joe does uh, the Steamtown Music Awards and the Electric City Music Conference. Uh, great weekend in Scranton. I think this week, this year, it's back on schedule to be in September. Um, but <laughs> Joe is not talented in <laughs> saying people's last names. He, 
If there's a hundred names, why did I laugh before you started saying last? Because you knew, you knew. <laughs> if there's a hundred names, he's going to butcher ninety of them. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. I mean, I, I, I would pay to, I would pay to see that. I would pay to see. <laughs> Some of them aren't even hard. It's like Smith, Jones. John, John uh, Smythe, John Smythe. <laughs> Joe, we love you. I'm just kidding. Uh. And then uh, last question, uh, CJ asks, uh, you know, he'd like to know what your favorite My Chemical Romance song is. And I told him on the on the, the tread there, That's Teenagers. Not what, uh, fucking weak teenagers. Fine. Teenagers. What, what else would it be? Like, I'm not going to pick yeah, one of the huge care. ones. Well, you don't care. Yeah. Really. You're right. I think that was it. Let's, let's take a, look, a little quick look at the... Um, the Instagrams, I think that was it on those. Yeah, it's weird. Some of those, Ooh. some of those uh, segments get a lot of questions. Some, some don't. But uh, oh. we're good. We're good. All right. So what is it? What do you, what do you have here? You sent me something. Oh yeah. I don't you sent know. me. You sent me a a gif with the oh, a guy waiting. Listen, I'm I'm very punctual. Nine o'clock. Some people would say GIF. Some people would. I don't like it. I don't like GIF. I like GIF. No GIF. I don't. Yeah. I don't say it. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a GIF guy. Pick. But Pick. two topical things. This will be out of date by the time this airs. But um, is it Ghislaine? Ghislaine? Oh boy. Yeah. Twenty years. Do you think she dies in prison? Do you think she, quote unquote, dies in prison? Nah, she get out early. You don't. I I think she's gonna get. Uh, you know, she's gonna accidentally die. Not not this time. Can you it imagine? Doesn't, they won't let that happen twice. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if she? I mean, quote unquote, commits suicide like Jeffrey Epstein. I would like to. I would like to. Just. I mean, I'm sure the circumstances are different. But why'd she get 20 and R. Kelly got 30? That was my next question. R. I knew Kelly, you were coming with it. 30 years. I knew you were coming with it. Dude, I mean, well, you got to think about the facts. You know, R. Kelly, us Like, I don't up, know all of them. All the circumstances to each case, but it, it's kind of like, Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to, like, compare the two. I don't, like you said, I don't know enough about each one to really, uh, you know, whatever it might be. But, I mean, 30 years. He's 55 now, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean. He'll do 15. You think? Yeah. She'll do 10. He'll do 15. But what, what a, I mean, R. Kelly, it's a shame. It's a goddamn shame. And I, I feel sorry for the victims. But, I mean, R. Kelly was, like, you know, growing up. I mean, you remind me of my Jeep. I'm going to ride it. <laughs> I mean. You pulled that one out of nowhere. Dude, I mean, I, that, I love that album. I couldn't tell you. I could tell you what he was like. He had this fucking like leather trench coat on. Which on was the, the one that he wanted to wax. Like he wanted to wax it. Or maybe the Jeep he wanted to wax. I think the Jeep he wanted to wax. I forget what he wanted to ride. It was the sound. I want to bump it. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember all of them a hundred percent, but yeah, I think he, maybe, was he, maybe he was wanted, yeah, maybe he wanted to wax the Jeep. Yeah. 
what do you want to ride? I forget. But regardless, I mean, he gave us great, great songs. Um, I believe I can fly from the the the, uh, the space. Nobody can soundtrack. touch that one. Nobody I mean, can touch that one. It's, it's a shame. Huge, huge. You, know, you, you see, and they always say, "Never meet your your idols," because you know, no. it's just shit like this. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. And what was that? What was that great song? Two thousand two ish. Um, some at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> what the Holiday Inn? Uh, the hotel, motel, holiday. No, that was no, shady. no, 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 right? no, no. Ah, uh, shit. R. Kelly. What song was that? 2002. Um, oh, shit. I'm going to find it. Uh, bounce, bounce, bounce. Ignition. Oh, yeah. Ignition. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I recently was turned on to um, he's got a video, a song called Real Talk. Google that one. Go to go to YouTube after we're done here. Real Talk R. Kelly. <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> but well, my friend, it is getting late. Yes, sir. It has been a you're, you're pretty spot on an hour and a half. Is that what I said uh, it was gonna be? I I, didn't, I don't have to say it with it. That's what it was. I don't have a timeline. Um, it, you know, it goes as long as it goes. But um, I'll tell you what. Either I have become uh, a much better interviewer or you have just really relaxed in your old age because you I, – I, this is the third interview we've done. We did one for the NAPA scene podcast, like 2018. We did one in 2020 mid-pandemic. And – to this day, I've said that you were my hardest interviewer, or interview, rather. You're not easy to get information from. But tonight, you kind of gave it up. And I don't know if I just asked the right questions and I, I did the, the thing I should do. Or, you're, like I said, you're just uh, you know, loosening up in your old age. You're kind of like letting things go easier. You're not I think so... You've gotten, I think you've become a much better interviewer. I hope so. I hope so. I think we're going to put it on you. All right. I'll take it. But you I feel like you've just, you've, just light, you've just lightened up a bit. You're, you're, you're less like closed yeah, off. The less you think about things, the easier it is. There you go. We're getting That's old. It. We're getting old. Oh, O-E. Old English. You better hope that baby don't come tonight. I swear to God. I got to piss so bad, dude. <laughs> I got to piss so bad. But DJ Hirsch. I don't want to say club DJ because there's not a lot of clubs, but like bar there's club none. DJ, wedding DJ. Um, where can people find you uh, online to either book you for a wedding, book you for a party, all that good stuff? DJ Hirsch. That's where they can find you online? Find me online. Uh, actually, uh, beattext.com. That's B-E-A-T-T-E-K-S. I'm online everywhere as some form of DJ Hirsch, DJ Hirsch 20, something or other around that effect. Yeah, I just Google it. I come up somewhere. There's not too many guys with the name. There's a couple, but none that are actually spelled the same. Should we tell them your real name? 
No. No. Okay. It's just Hirsch. Just Hirsch. Hirsch. D J Hirsch. Beattext.com. Dude, thank you for so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I consider you a, a great friend. Um, DJ Hirsch did my wedding, which um, today is the 29th. So it was seven years ago, two days ago. June horse 27th. Heads. June 27th of the day were horse heads. It rained all fucking day long. It was 65 degrees, end of June, rain all day. It was fucking terrible. But we had the best day. So thank you for being a really part of that. Yeah, so absolutely my pleasure. Thank Every you for being a part single of, time. Thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for producing the emo nights for the the kids who want to cry and, and and sing at the same time. And and uh, again, if you need to uh hire a wedding DJ, beattext.com, Google DJ Hirsch, you'll find Any him somewhere. DJ. Yeah, DJ Hirsch. Any any kind of party DJ, wedding DJ, club DJ, bat mitzvah. Uh, I haven't done any of those. Hey, it's the first time for everything. It is. All right. Thank you to my sponsors, Keller's Garden Center, Lindsay Human Services, V-Spot, Bar, and Scranton, Ionic Development. We'll see you guys soon. Later. Thanks. Please.